generation of Americans has trouble with the concept of sacrifice, says Deseret News columnist Jay Evanson, as he implored people in a recent article to keep their gatherings small. See, he worries that too many of the Americans who survived the Great Depression and World War II have passed away, and with them, the spirit of selflessness. He says, we could really use their wisdom right now, as well as their memories of ration books, chocolate shortages, and having to drive on bald tires because rubber was needed for the war effort. Well, I think we can agree with Mr. Evanson on some level. I mean, Americans as a whole have, you know, we live an increasingly comfortable life since World War II, particularly since Thanksgiving 1942. Think for a minute between the difference about the difference between Thanksgiving 1941 and Thanksgiving 1942 which our grandparents and their parents experienced. On Thursday, November 27, 1941, millions of Americans enjoyed their Thanksgiving dinner with relatives unabated. Plenty of turkey and fixins for everyone. With almost half of Americans owning a car by then, many were able to, to have Thanksgiving at grandma's. Or they could go pick grandma up and bring her over to the house. Thanksgiving 1941 was, was a celebration as usual for Americans. All the while, they were completely unaware that the Imperial Japanese Navy had just left port the day before, headed for Hawaii. That brought America into another world war and also made Thanksgiving 1942 like no other before. 80% of America's meat and poultry production was funneled to the U.S. Army and Navy to feed the boys. You couldn't get a turkey in 1942. Your meager rations of sugar and flour and butter were not enough to make a pumpkin pie. You couldn't drive to Grandma's house and she couldn't come to your house because there was limited gasoline for civilian use. It was hard to even get a train or a bus because those two were limited. And if you were flying to Grandma's house for Thanksgiving in 1942, well, <laughs> you were pretty well off then and fortunate to grab a seat on one of the few commercial flights available. But once you got to Grandma's, still no turkey. That is, unless you bought one on the black market, which you probably did because you could afford to fly your grandmas, to fly to your grandmas on a shiny silver airplane. But that was way out of reach for most Americans then. A reporter for the Boston Globe at the time wrote, no turkey today for the first time in our lives. No grandmas either, which is a lot worse. No doubt our ancestors knew what it was like to sacrifice. But we're learning. We're learning more and more over an extended period of time what it's like to give things up. Things that our grandparents and great-grandparents would have seemed like luxuries 
Nevertheless, this Thanksgiving is like no other in recent memory. Oh, we got plenty of turkeys. We got plenty of ingredients for pies and plenty of gasoline to drive wherever we please. But, but similar to all those years ago, for many, no grandma or grandpa or son or daughter or aunt, uncle, whoever is in your household. Not being able to have turkey and pumpkin pie and the freedom to drive wherever you want is one thing. You know, that's, it's, it's one kind of sacrifice to not have stuff. But not being able to be with people for Thanksgiving, that's another thing. All on its own, it's a strange kind of sacrifice. Now, households which already have grandma or grandpa or kids living at home since the pandemic are, are fortunate, right? Because they'll be able to be together during this time. But so many are not because this person lives here and that person lives there. And it may not be safe for all of them to come together in the same home. It makes you wonder, what was the... What was Thanksgiving like in 1918? Well, from what, can, what you can read in the historical record, Americans were ready to party. Even though the Spanish influenza had already claimed 300,000 Americans by Thanksgiving, it was beginning to look like things were getting better. New cases of the flu were going down sharply. And on top of that was the joyous prospect that the boys would be coming home from the Great War in Europe in time for Christmas. There was definitely a mixed message after Armistice Day, November 11, 1918, says Nancy Tomes, a history professor who studies public health at Stony Brook University. She says there was a leftover concern about big public gatherings, and some cities issued stern warnings before the holidays. But there was also this tremendous explosion of gratitude that the war was finally over. And the dominant tone to the public was, be grateful. Celebrate that we've come through this national emergency. Go to church. Say your prayers. Well, my friends, today there's no war that's ended this year. And COVID cases don't seem to be going down. Not even a little. Yet we can still give thanks. That's why I chose the reading from Luke today about Jesus and the lepers. The lepers have had great reason to give thanks to Jesus. And we have yet more reasons to give thanks to him as well. Namely, forgiveness of sin and everlasting life. That means we can be grateful and celebrate in the midst of this national emergency. And we can still go to church, even, well, hopefully, <laughs> participate at home and say our prayers. So, let's pray now. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we are deeply thankful for the way you sustain and care for us. We are especially thankful for your deep and steadfast love for us during these days, weeks, and months of battling an unseen enemy. We boldly pray that you would deliver us from the separation and isolation that has characterized our lives this year. 
We pray that we might once again gather together in a way that doesn't put our neighbors at risk. We pray that you would bless us with healing in our nation. Send to our country your spirit that he might draw us together and lead us in the path you have set for us. Bless your people with hearts of love and compassion, the heart you have for all people, that even those with whom we disagree, we might experience the gift of your love for them through us. Fill all the places of loss and sadness with the echoes of your promise to make all things new and whole again. Strengthen our faith, Father, that we might truly be thankful in a unique and profound way this year as we see our lives through the eyes of faith and trust in you. Above all, we thank you for loving us first and then helping us to see that love through your gift of faith in our Savior Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen.